Welcome back to Night Falls, the bedtime show of classic and original stories designed to guide you into a calm and peaceful sleep. I'm Jeffrey, and tonight our bedtime story takes place on Valentine's Day. We'll hear the story of Madeline and Giovanni, two old friends who meet up again in the most delightful of circumstances. The love that has remained dormant within their hearts reignites and their friendship blossoms into love on the most magical of evenings. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who keep this free content possible. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. Madeline studied her reflection in the mirror. She turned this way and that to get a better look at the sparkly dress she was wearing. Was it too sparkly? Too elegant for her night out that evening? Should she keep it for a special occasion instead? She shook her head at her reflection. Tonight was a special occasion and the dress was absolutely perfect. And so were the new shoes and the handbag she'd bought earlier, which perfectly complemented the dress. Madeline was also wearing her matching diamond earrings and necklace that had been passed down through her family. The diamonds glinted in the soft light coming from the lamp in her room. Madeline smiled softly. She wanted to look her best that evening because she was going on a date with someone very special. She was going on a date with herself. She had been single for a while and had tried many online dating sites, but she'd never found a spark with anyone she'd met and so had decided to put the dating on pause for a while. It had been her work colleague, Jane, who had told Madeline to take herself out on a date instead of waiting for someone else to do it 
Jane said it was something she did all the time, and she always got dressed up for the special occasion. Madeline had ventured that she would feel foolish being on a date with herself, but Jane had smiled wisely and said Madeline should give it a try. Jane had then suggested that there was no better time for her first solo date than Valentine's Day, and no better place than the new Italian restaurant that had opened in town. Jane's suggestion was too much for Madeline, and she had initially disagreed and said she couldn't possibly do that. But then, a memory of her younger self drifted into her mind, and she knew that young Madeline would have certainly taken herself on a Valentine's Day date without any hesitation at all. Before she could change her mind, Madeline told Jane she would do it. Jane had smiled broadly and said, I'm glad you said that because I booked myself a table at that restaurant for Valentine's Day and now I can't make it due to family commitments. I don't want to cancel my reservation if it would be of use to you. Before Madeline's newfound courage could vanish, Jane had contacted the restaurant and put the table in Madeline's name. And so, here she was on Valentine's Day, getting ready for her first solo date. She thought fondly about the couples who would be at the restaurant that evening and the wonderful time they would have. Madeline was a romantic and she knew she would fall in love again one day. She could sense it in her heart. She smiled softly. Maybe St. Valentine would work his magic on her that evening and she would fall in love again. Wouldn't that be something? Satisfied with her reflection, Madeline turned away from the mirror and headed downstairs. She slipped on her new sparkly shoes, pulled on her coat and picked up her handbag. Before any doubts about what she was doing could float into her mind, Madeline quickly left her house, pulling the door firmly shut behind her. The February air was chill and crisp, and the stars twinkled brightly in the dark sky, giving the evening an enchanted feel. The taxi she'd ordered earlier was already waiting outside her house. Madeline climbed into it, and the vehicle set off. Madeline settled back in her seat and thought about her night ahead. She had noticed the new Italian restaurant opening up months ago and was very much looking forward to going there. She had a fondness for Italian food and for Italy itself. It was a country she had visited many times and she would never tire of the beautiful landscapes which would take her breath away. Madeline sighed softly. The real reason for her trips to Italy was more than just the food and the wonderful views. It was because of a certain man. A man named Giovanni. The one who had got away. They had met at university years ago, and even though they had become good friends, it had never developed into anything more. She had fallen head over heels in love with Giovanni, 
but it hadn't been a mutual feeling. Of that, she was certain, because why else had he returned to Italy with barely a goodbye? Madeline got lost in her memories and recalled the day she had first seen the young Italian strolling through the grounds of the university campus. The wind ruffled his dark, wavy hair and his brown eyes twinkled in delight at whatever thought was making him smile softly. Madeline had been sitting on the grass and reading at the time, but some instinct caused her to look up from her book, and as soon as she saw the young man strolling along, she had become captivated by him and his gentle smile. Giovanni looked her way, and their eyes locked. Time slowed down, and the rest of the world disappeared as Madeline and Giovanni gazed at each other. Giovanni stopped walking, and Madeline's book fell to the ground. Her heart was lost to him. Giovanni had rushed to her side, picked up her fallen book, and handed it back to her. He noticed the title of the book, and, in the most mesmerizing of Italian accents, had said he loved poetry too. He introduced himself and gazed some more into her eyes. Blushing, Madeline gave her name, and the only question she could come up with in her flustered state was to ask who his favorite poets were. Giovanni hesitated for a moment and then answered, All the Italian ones. When Madeline had said she didn't know of any Italian poets, Giovanni had proceeded to recite lines of melodic-sounding poetry in his native language, which had caused Madeline's heart to melt. They had struck up a friendship and spent countless delightful hours together. But then, after a very brief explanation about needing to return to his parents in Italy, Giovanni left the university and her life. Since then, every time Madeline took a holiday in Italy, she would unconsciously look out for glimpses of Giovanni, hoping to spot him strolling down some street, or perhaps sitting outside a cafe, or maybe inside an antique bookshop browsing the poetry section. Alas, she had never seen him, but she had never forgotten him, and of late, and for some inexplicable reason, her thoughts kept returning to him. The taxi pulled up outside the Italian restaurant, and Madeline was brought back to the present moment. Madeline paid the fare and got out of the taxi. She smoothed down her dress, feeling slightly anxious about entering the restaurant and sitting on her own. Standing on the pavement, she looked through the windows and saw couples at every table, apart from a solitary table in the middle. Her bravery fled. She couldn't go through with it. She just couldn't. She was about to turn away, but a waiter at the back of the room caught her attention. 
the way he was standing, his wavy hair, and the amused twinkle in his eyes as he spoke to some seated customers. Madeline's heart skipped a beat. Surely it couldn't be. The mystery man turned away from the customers and strode through a door marked as the kitchen. Madeline frowned. It couldn't possibly be Giovanni. She surmised it was because she'd been thinking about him so much lately that she'd mistaken a complete stranger for him. Yes, that must be it. Despite her reasoning, a butterfly of hope fluttered in her stomach and she moved towards the door, pushed it open and stepped inside. Mouth-watering aromas filled the air and light, joyful chatter came from all directions. The manager swiftly approached Madeline, took her details and led her over to the empty table. With a smile, he said it was the best table in the restaurant and was perfect for people watching. Madeline smiled back and said people watching was one of her favourite pastimes. She gave the young man a studious look. He seemed familiar somehow, but she didn't know where she'd seen him before. The manager took her coat with one hand and gave her an embossed menu with the other. Madeline thanked him and sat down. She soon became lost in the delicious dishes listed on the menu. A few moments later, she felt the presence of someone at her side. A deep voice asked if she was ready to give her order. Without looking up, Madeline began to give her order. But then, some sixth sense made her stop talking. She looked up from the menu and at the waiter. Giovanni was standing right in front of her with a notepad in one hand and a pen in the other. Time slowed down and the rest of the world disappeared. Madeline and Giovanni locked eyes. The menu fell from Madeline's hands and landed on the table. In a voice barely above a whisper, Madeline said, Giovanni. A slow smile spread across Giovanni's face. He said, Madeline, are my eyes deceiving me? Is it really you? You haven't changed at all since I last saw you, apart from looking even more beautiful than ever. Madeline waved her hand dismissively at his words and chuckled. She had forgotten what a charmer he could be. She had so many questions for him, and she didn't know where to start. Giovanni continued, I have thought about you often over the years, but more so recently and especially tonight. It's as though St. Valentine himself has been whispering into my ear about you. 
I'm only here because one of the waiters didn't show up and my son needed help. I'm not a waiter by trade. I own a vineyard in Italy. Do you remember me telling you about that outlandish dream I had about owning one? And how you encouraged me to chase my dream? I did chase it, and it's all thanks to you and your belief in me. Madeline smiled and said she was so happy he had made that happen. Giovanni's smile lessened a little. Are you waiting for your husband? Or a boyfriend? Perhaps a fortunate someone who has been lucky enough to arrange a date with you. Madeline shook her head and explained about her solo date. Giovanni's smile faltered and he said, Ah, I see. A date alone. I completely understand. We all need some precious time in our own company. I will take your order and intrude upon your alone time no longer. Oh, right. Madeline was a little taken aback. She picked up the menu and gave the rest of her order. When she'd finished, Giovanni took her menu, gave her a professional smile, and walked away before Madeline could ask anything at all about his life and what he'd been doing since they'd last met. She watched him as he walked away. The flecks of grey peppering his hair and the deep laughter lines around his eyes enhanced his handsome face. That moment, Madeline knew that her love for him had reignited. Yet it was obvious he didn't feel the same way about her. Or was it? The same sixth sense she'd felt earlier told her otherwise, and she felt a flicker of hope. From across the room, Giovanni looked her way and smiled softly. There was no mistaking the fondness in his eyes. Was it fondness? There was only one way to find out. She should have asked Giovanni out on a date when they were younger. She had regretted that many times. And now, here she was with the perfect chance to put that right. She would ask him out on a date that very evening. And if he said no, then at least she would know what his true feelings were. She stared at the table and mentally made a plan. First, she would find out if he were single. Then she'd summon up every ounce of courage she had and ask him out. But when should she ask him? When he came back over to the table? Or should she wait until his shift was over? She was so busy thinking about her plan that she didn't notice Giovanni and the manager were standing at the side of her table until the manager gave a discreet cough. Madeline looked up at the two men. The manager smiled softly at her 
and his eyes twinkled in merriment. It was an expression Madeline recognised. She looked closer at the manager, then at Giovanni, and back at the manager. Ah, yes, the family resemblance was now unmistakable. The manager said, Apologies for disturbing you, but I couldn't help noticing my father looking at you. It's been a long time since he looked at any woman like that, and I knew there must be something special about you. After asking my father about you, he said you were the one who got away. Excuse my nosiness, but I wanted to say hello to the woman who had stolen his heart and, apparently, never given it back. Madeline looked in disbelief at the two men and said, Me? I was the one who got away. She gave Giovanni a direct look. I didn't get away at all. I stayed right where I was. It was you who got away. You got all the way back to Italy. Giovanni put a hand on his chest. I had to return to Italy. I was deeply in love with you and had been since the moment I first saw you in the library. But you didn't feel the same and I knew there would never be anything but friendship between us. I couldn't bear seeing you every day knowing I would never have your heart. It hurt too much. I had to leave even though it tore my world in two to do so. Madeline shook her head. No, no, you've got that the wrong way round. It was me who was in love with you. Giovanni disagreed with her. Madeline disagreed with him. Madeline and Giovanni suddenly stopped talking and looked at each other their remaining words falling silent on their lips over the confusion that had occurred years ago. Giovanni's son said, It appears that you were both under the same misconception, one that should be rectified immediately, wouldn't you say? He looked from one to the other, as though speaking to foolhardy teenagers. Madeline laughed lightly. So did Giovanni. Swiftly and oh so smoothly, the manager pulled out the empty chair opposite Madeline and firmly told his father that he was relieved of his waiter duties for the rest of the evening. Giovanni said, But it's your busiest night of the year. That's why I agreed to help out. His son replied, I am a manager and I will manage without you. Anyone who makes you smile like that deserves your full attention. You two need to talk, and I suspect that could take a long time. I will bring over a bottle of our finest wine, from your vineyard, of course, father. Giovanni cast a concerned glance at Madeline and asked if that was okay with her. Madeline looked at the man she was still in love with and said, I would love you to stay. 
she mustered up some courage and added, And I would love to have a date with you sometime. How about now? Giovanni suggested. Madeline agreed. She teased, What's all this about you being in love with me from the first moment you saw me in the library? I thought we first saw each other when I was sitting on the grass and you were strolling by. Giovanni sat down on the chair, dipped his head a little and said, Ah, I have a little confession to make. He described how he'd noticed her weeks before that outdoor meeting. He had seen her for the first time in the university's library and, as usual, she was totally absorbed in a book. Rays of sunlight had flowed through the windows, highlighting the perfection of her beauty. It wasn't just her beauty that had gained his attention. It was the way she smiled as she read, as though she had left the real world behind and been transported to an imaginary land far away. Giovanni admitted that he had walked past her many times whilst she was in the library, trying in vain to get her attention. But she'd been too absorbed in her books to notice him. When he'd seen her sitting outside sometimes, he had tried again to get her attention and had casually strolled back and forth, unwilling to give up because he just knew they were destined to meet. Madeline's smile was gentle. She asked why he hadn't just said hello instead of walking back and forth. I tried, Giovanni replied. I tried so many times, but my throat would become dry and my words refused to come out. On that memorable day when we finally spoke, I had already walked past you six times in the hope that you would see me and smile. You had? Madeline asked. Giovanni nodded. He sighed softly and said, This isn't the only thing I have to confess about, and I hope you'll find it in your heart to forgive me, but I don't like poetry. Not one little bit. With a teasing glint in her eyes, Madeline admitted she didn't like poetry either. She was only reading the poetry book that day because a friend had lent it to her and she'd promised to give poetry a try. She said, But those poems you recited, they were so beautiful. Not that I knew what you were saying, but you said them with such feeling. Giovanni broke into a grin and said he had made the poems up on the spot to impress her. He'd recited items from his shopping list and then gone through the names of his family, friends, and where they had lived, and anything else he could think of. He said, I was so desperate to impress you on that day, and later when we were friends, I was too embarrassed to tell you about my fake poetry. Madeline's eyes widened in surprise, and her hands flew to her mouth. 
she started to laugh. She laughed louder and louder. Giovanni joined in, his laughter matching the volume of hers. Tears of laughter flowed down Madeline's face. Giovanni wiped his away. The couple's laughter slowly faded away. Giovanni said, When we became friends, I tried to ask you out on a date so many times. Alas, I never plucked up enough courage. I wish I could go back in time and try again. Madeline reached across the table and placed her hand over Giovanni's. She said, We're here together right now. Whether you believe in fate or the universe controlling our destinies, I think we possibly weren't meant to be together when we were young, but to meet again, right here and right now. Her smile was soft as she continued. Despite having my heart broken by you, my dear Giovanni, I've had a wonderful life and wouldn't change any of it. But being on a date with you right now is the perfect way to start the next chapter of my life. Giovanni gazed into her eyes. At that moment, Giovanni's son appeared with a bottle of sparkling wine. With a flourish, he opened it and poured the bubbling liquid into two glasses. He smiled at the couple and, like a magician, moved swiftly away as if he'd never been there. Giovanni and Madeline picked up their glasses and gently clinked them together. Giovanni said, Here's to us and our new adventure. Madeline smiled back at the one who had returned. She said, And here's to love on Valentine's Day.